Chirp family, what's going on? It's your boy, he is Mellow D, Mellow, Jalil, Drippy, whatever you want to call me. And we are back with another episode of I'ma Shut Up Podcast. This is episode 24, our Kobe our Kobe episode. Uh, I hope you're having a good day out there. If you're not having a good day, go do something to make sure that you have a good day because who's in charge of your happiness? You are. Um, what's going on, everyone out there? Did y'all like the new little theme song? Did I put in the beginning? I don't know. I like it. I don't know. I made it myself. If you don't like it, let me know. But that's what I'm rocking with for right now. I could probably make another one. Yeah, it wouldn't really take me anything to make another one. But I like that, John. It's kind of catchy to me. I'm going to shut up, but let me say what's on my mind. You don't agree with me, that's fine. I'm just voicing my opinion. If you don't like it, then don't listen. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to that. Did that over the weekend. Um, my weekend was really, it was pretty chill this weekend. My biggest thing that happened this weekend for me, um, I got to shave Angela's pussy for the first time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've been actually like low-key kind of waiting for this. I don't know why. I'm a little weirdo there, but I have been waiting for it, and it finally happened. Um, her stomach has gotten too big to where she can't see over it, and she don't know what she's doing. So, yes, I got to shave her pussy. And I gave that shit a nice, sharp temple fade. <laughs> oh, man. Obviously, no. Listen, I didn't use a razor. I used my own, uh, like, little Manscaped Clipper John that I use on myself. You know, cleaned it before. But, yeah, I used that. Gave her a nice. I gave her a one, no guard, bro. She she going good. And it ain't it ain't at that length where it's itchy or nothing. She said I did a good job. I even got, for the women, y'all know, I got the inner lips and all that. Yeah, y'all, women go through a lot with, uh, like, upkeep, upkeep and shaving, bro. Like, there was literally, <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going to get too deep into it because that's my wife's personal business and all that stuff. But just know women go through a lot when it comes to, like, shaving and getting, <laughs> getting their self right, bro, that we do not go through. The hardest part that we have to do, excuse me, the hardest part we have to do is to make sure that we don't cut ourselves while we shaving the balls but they got tools for that now to where you don't even really have to worry about it no more they, like the manscape john i don't got one of them but the manscape john i think it's like an actual ball shaver to where you put it directly on your sack and it won't cut you or some shit i think could be wrong though but yes that was my uh biggest highlight this weekend was shaving angela's pussy like i said i'm a weirdo so I've been waiting to do that, and I finally did it. I think I did a good job. And then you know, ate uh, fucking ate it the the next day, and no pricklies. So I did a good job. <laughs> I ain't get stabbed in my face by the little prickly. So I did a good job. I didn't go too against the grain. I was going with the grain, and I gave her a nice, a nice. Ball fade on a puss. <laughs> oh, man. 
Angela's gonna hear that. Hopefully she laughs at it. I told her I was gonna put it on the pod though, so yeah, I don't know. I just thought that shit was funny. And um for the watchers, y'all see I got another bucket beanie on. This one is blue to match my pants. Doing the blue and pink thing today. Um audio listeners. So think of a bucket hat and a beanie combined, and it was crocheted. And it's dark blue. So I just described it to you, so you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, man, nextly, um, you know, a big thing that happened over the weekend. Uh, I mean, the Pro Bowl happened, but uh, I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. I don't know. I just haven't watched the Pro Bowl since I was like a kid. It's not I don't I can't even say it's not as fun anymore because I don't even know what the fuck they're what they're doing during the Pro Bowl, like Pro Bowl weekend and all that stuff anymore. So like I know I don't think they still doing the skills challenges and stuff, are they? I did see like one little clip of Jason Kelsey doing like uh, a long snap drill or challenge or something. And he got like five points in there. But yeah, other than that, I, I don't really pay attention to the Pro Bowl. Um yeah, Super Bowl's next weekend. I hope the Chiefs win because I don't want the 49ers to be tied up with the Steelers with six rings. We already got to deal. I think I said this last week, but we already got to deal with the bullshit ass Patriots being tied with us. I don't want the 49ers to be tied with us as well. But um, yeah, big thing that happened over the weekend was the Grammys. Um, I think this was the 65th year of the Grammys. So I'll give you guys my little, I'll give you guys the winners of the awards, and then I'll give you my little synopsis of everything that I think, okay? So album of the year, uh, Taylor Swift won that with Midnight's, I think it was called Midnight's, yeah, uh, she beat out SZA, Olivia Rodrigo, and Janelle Monet. those were the notable names on the list that I seen, um, it's Taylor Swift, bro, like, what are we going to do about it? Just, I don't know. Uh, best new artist or new artist Grammy goes to Victoria Monet. She beat out the names that I've seen that I knew on there. She beat out Coco Jones and Ice Spice. Um, calling Victoria Monet a new artist is kind of crazy, but whatever. <laughs> I just seen an interview. She was on the wrap up. Bro, She she was in L.A., she moved to LA and started doing music like 15 years ago. And she's just now getting, like, she's getting her accolades and all that stuff. That's great. But, bro, how the fuck is you a new artist and you moved out here to start pursuing music 15 years ago? It's a little fishy. That's all I'm saying. Um, Billie Eilish and Phineas won Song of the Year with, with What I Was Made For. Um, it beat out Flowers and Kill Bill. Those are the only songs that I knew on the list. And I've never heard this Billie Eilish song. Um, I, I like a couple of Billie Eilish songs, but I'm, I'm also not checking for her because like, I don't know. I just feel like she doesn't really, I'm not her demographic when it comes to music really, in my opinion. But the fact that this song won song of the year and I, I have never heard it is crazy. That's, that's just, that's wild to me. Um, best rap album went to Killer Mike, and, uh, this was probably, like, the most controversial to a lot of younger people who was expecting 
Travis and Travis or Uzi to win. But yeah, Killer Mike won that John. Uh, he beat out Utopia for Travis Scott. The Pink Tape with Uzi. Her Loss by Drake and 21. King's Disease 3 by Nas. And Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. So it beat out a, uh, it beat out a good amount of like really good albums. Um, whoever thought the Pink Tape was going to win, I don't know. That was not one of Uzi's best albums. I'm sorry. Uzi is way more talented to that than that. And in my opinion, that seemed like a tape that like he was kind of like forced to do. I don't know. Let let me tell you, I could be completely wrong, and that's exactly what he's been wanting to do for a long time. But yeah, no. Um, also, best rap song goes to Killer Mike again with Scientists and Engineers featuring Andre 3K, and I think Future was on that, John. Uh, that song beat out Barbie World, Just Wanna Rock, Rich Flex, and some Doja Cat song called Attention. Um, I don't know if I heard that Doja Cat song, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's well-deserved. The album, the Killer Mike album was really good, bro. You can't, like, that's rap. That is rap. What he was doing, that is rap 101. You can't just, you can't like really dispute that. Um, also, the best pop duo or pop duo award goes to SZA. Uh, SZA and Ghost in the Machine uh, for the song. The song was called Ghost in the Machine featuring Freebie Bridgers. Uh, shout out to SZA for that. Um, best African music goes to Water by Tyla. She beat out DeVito and Burner Boy. Um, obviously, if you haven't noticed yet, I'm reading the names that the people beat out that I know. I, like, obviously, there's other nominations, but I don't know them and I don't really know their music or their catalog. So I'm just giving you the names that I know. Um, the prominent names that stick out to me. Um, the best pop vocal album. Taylor Swift, she beat out Olivia Rodrigo, Ed Sheeran, and Kelly Clarkson. Taylor Swift is not to be fucking played with, bro. Best R&B performance goes to uh, I See You from Coco Jones. She beat SZA, Chris Brown, Robert Glasper, and Victoria Monet. The best R&B album goes to Jaguar 2 from Victoria Monet. Victoria Monet. She beat out Babyface, Summer Walker, and Coco Jones. Uh, the best rap performance went to scientists, scientists and engineers again for Killer Mike. That's three. He he did a he did a clean sweep in the rap category, bro. Um, he beat out Drake, Coiler Ray, Kendrick, and Baby uh, Kendrick and Baby Cam and Black Thought. Um, best R and B song goes to Snooze. From SZA, shout out, uh, shout out SZA, and also shout out Leon from Victorious. I don't know his real name. I know I could look it up, but that nigga named Leon, <laughs> that nigga named Leon from Victorious, he won a Grammy too because he helped write the song Snooze. I think I might have seen his like um, what's 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 it called when it's like oh reference track? I think I might have seen his reference track of him singing Snooze. And bro should be a star. <laughs> like he can really sing and he can write. So like, I don't under, maybe he just don't want to be like in the 
public spotlight. Because the nigga got his pen game is immaculate. And he can really sing. He got the vocals as well. Uh, but yeah, they won that. And they beat out Haley Bailey, Coco Jones, Victoria Monet, and Robert Glasper. Shout out to y'all. Uh, the best melodic rap performance. Lil Dirk got a Grammy this year with J. Cole with All My Life. All my life. <laughs> that song is annoyingly good. <laughs> like, I'm not a Cole, I'm not a Dirk fan by any measurement for real. By any metric, I'm not a Dirk fan. Um, I think he's cool on features, but I'm never checking for Dirk. And that song was annoyingly good to me. Like I recognize the how good the song was, but I'm not gonna lie, that shit was annoying. But he beat out Doja Cat, SZA, and Drake with 21. Uh, the best urban contemporary album, SZA. She got another one um, with SOS. She beat out Black, Janelle Monae, and Diddy. I don't even know why the fuck they even put Diddy in the nominations this year. We everybody knew this nigga Diddy was not winning shit. So <laughs> why why was he even in the com why was he even in the conversation? Is my question. Um, yeah, so those are all the awards that I wanted to talk about, and, and also then the Carters, they showed up for Jay-Z as he accepted the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award and gave a pretty prolific speech. He was just, um, he was letting niggas know what was on his mind, basically. Um, some of the most sticking out lines to me were, how can she have the most Grammys in history? But never won album of the year. Talking about Beyonce, which is a very valid point. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, he also said, "Some of you don't even belong in this category." Was not he was not a not sugarcoating anything because yeah, some some people don't belong in the category. And then um, he also said, "When I'm nervous, I tell the truth." He was bro. It's all quotables. From this speech that he gave up. And then the last one. The one that I really fucked with. Like he was going on going on. And then he ended it with. Ended it with Keep showing up until they call you the greatest of all time. You feel me? Like. Yeah. I Listen. I grew up on Jay-Z. Like my dad. He was, he was really big on Jay-Z and R. Kelly. We don't. I know. We, we don't really talk about R. Kelly. Because all the shit that he been through. But. I grew up on Jay-Z and R. Kelly. Those were the biggest artists in my household. So Jay-Z can almost do no wrong when it, come, when it comes to music. And I guess the shit that he be saying to me, that's really my guy. Jay-Z is probably my goat when it comes to rap. Um, yeah. But what I really think about what he was really like trying to get at with the speech, um, I don't even think it was just about Beyonce. It was more about like the Grammys in a whole and how they kind of do black black women, well, black people, but black women more in specifics. Um, the last time a black woman won Album of the Year was in 1999, and that was Lauren Hill, 25 years ago. You telling me 25 years? In 25 years, not one black woman was worth the Album of the Year award. Not one. 
Not Beyonce, not Alicia Keys, not Janet Jackson, not Mariah Carey, not Erica Badu, not Jill Scott, India Irie, or even more recently, SZA. None of them were worthy of the Album of the Year award. That's crazy. Like, <clears throat> but Adele has, has won too. And she she even called out the Grammys and basically said it was some bullshit to like, how the fuck did I win over Beyonce's Lemonade? She did that. Um, and then Taylor Swift has four since 2010, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking Adele and Taylor Swift at all. They're great artists. I'm actually going to get more into Taylor Swift uh, during this episode. But yeah, I just think it it's seeming it's seeming like they give like they kind of just pacify the black artists. You feel me? Like oh y'all can get y'all can get the other Grammys. Y'all can get like best urban album or like best R and B performance or some shit like that. You know, best rap album stuff, shit like that. But when it comes to the top ones, you know that album of the year, song of the year. Them the most prestigious Grammys, only three black women in history have won that title, have won that award. I'm sorry. Natalie Cole in 1992, Whitney Houston in 1994, and Lauren Hill in 1999. In a total of 65 years, bro. In a total of 65 years of the Grammys, only 13. There have been 13 black people that have won album of the year. And 15 people of color. So, because uh, I don't count Bruno Mars as a black man. And uh, neither is Carlos Santana. But they want it. They want it too. They want it uh, as well. But 65 years, bro. 15 of those. 65 album of albums of the year. 15 of those were by artists of color. That's crazy. When we got motherfucking artists like, you know, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, R... <laughs> Let me take his name out of there. <laughs> but you know what the fuck I'm saying when I say that, bro. You know what I'm saying. I was When I was looking this shit up, we all know Thriller dropped in 1982. Michael Jackson didn't even win Album of the Year in 1982 for Thriller. He won it in 84. Like, I, first of all, I don't even really under, I don't understand how the stuff is, um, how you can submit this stuff and shit because it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's changed because how, how did Thriller drop in 82, but it was nominated in 84? You see what I'm saying? And Michael Jackson cleaned up that year. He left with like eight Grammys. So, yeah, I don't know. I, um, it's just a little. Uh, it's just a little weird, bro. It's just a little weird. Um, I don't know. But before I keep going, um, they also played in Nicki Minaj's face uh, by mistakenly naming her the best rap song winner when it was actually Killer Mike for Scientists and Engineers. Um, that's fucked up because we all know Nikki don't got a Grammy yet. So why would they play her like why why would they play on her fucking top like that? Um, 
yeah, that shit's wild, bro. It shit's really wild. Also, like I said earlier, Killer Mike did a sweep in the hip-hop community, but got arrested once he got off stage or put at least at least detained and put in handcuffs. Bro, that is like, that is such a poetic fucking, what's the word, tragedy. That is such a poetic tragedy for the life of a fucking black man in America, bro. This nigga was just on the highest of highs in his life ever. 48 years old, just won three fucking Grammys, swept the whole rap category. Then as soon as this nigga gets off stage, they put him in handcuffs. Just to basically show him, it don't matter how on top of the world you are, bitch. We still run shit around here. That is fucked up. Nothing really further has come out about why he was detained or arrested, but yeah, that was some bullshit for real. Um, also, if y'all seen the pictures, mostly everybody looked good, but Doja Cat and fucking Miley Cyrus, I don't know what the fuck they had on. Miley Cyrus, it looked like she had on a fucking like a birdcage or some shit. I don't know bunch of metal shit, and her hair was all big, she she was looking wild, and then Doja Cat, it's like, this bitch had on, like, a fucking flesh dress, it was like, it looked like a dress that was made out of, like, skin, it was weird, did not like it, and Doja, yo, Doja Cat looked so good, I remember when she first came out with the, you know, bitch on my cow shit, I used to think she was so just goofy, pretty, thick, bad little drone, right? Doja Cat is a fucking weirdo now, <laughs> and um, live your life, sis, but like, yo, you too pretty to be doing this weird shit, in my opinion, but also, before we get off the Grammys, let's just go over some Grammy black history, um, the first Afro Beats performance uh, happened at the Grammys this year with Burner Boy, 21 Savage, and Brandy. Um, like I said, Beyonce goes, <clears throat> excuse me, Beyonce went down in history. Uh, well, Beyonce goes down in history, not went down because she's still alive. Beyonce goes down in history as the most Grammy nominated artist in history with 88. That's why Jay-Z said what he said, bro. How the fuck you got 88 nominations? And I don't even know how many Grammys she got. I know she got a lot. I know she has a lot, but not one album of the year. That don't make sense. I'm with him there. But also, I also said it, but I'll say it again. 1999, Lauren Hill, she was the first woman uh, in hip-hop, the first woman hip-hop artist to win album of the year. Um, 1989, Will Smith won the first black rap Grammy. Um, in 1984, which again, Thriller came out in 82. I'm pretty sure that. Let me let me double check. I'm I'm almost 1000% sure that Thriller came out in 80, 82. Yes. The shit came out in 1982. So how the fuck did he win out? How did he get 8 Grammys in 1984 for it? I don't know. That shit's weird. Um also 1974 was Stevie Wonder was the first black artist for album of the year. And then back in the very first year 
I think, yeah, 1959, I said it was. 1959. Wait, no. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. In the very first year of the Grammys, 1959, Ella Fitzgerald, she also, she was the first person of color, well, the first person of color, first black person, and the first women artist ever to win a Grammy. So, that's my little Grammy wrap-up. I gave you all some Grammy black history. Um, shit. I think I'm, I got that from, I got most of that shit, the black Grammy black history from Shade Room. Even though most of the time, 99.5% of the time, the Shade Room is posting shit that is like to the detriment the detriment of black people. But that little 0.5% of time, they do post some good shit. So, yeah, that was your uh, Grammy recap. But nextly, I told y'all, I had to do some talking about Taylor Swift, bro. <sighs> now, let me preface this by saying this. I know about four Taylor Swift songs, right? Myself. I'm also a black man. I'm a 29-year-old black man. So I'm not really Taylor Swift's demographic. Most, and let's just be real here, most black people aren't Taylor Swift's uh, demographic neither. So when people say shit like, this is... This got me started with all the stuff with the Grammys and then all the stuff with, you know, Shannon saying that, Shannon Sharp saying that Taylor Swift moves the needle more than Beyonce. Um, I don't like, okay, I agree with him, but if you're asking me, like, who, who would I want to listen to? It's 1,000% Beyonce. Who would I want to go to a concert to? It's 1,000% Beyonce. Like, because again, I'm a black man <laughs> and it has nothing to like my wife's white, whatever. It has nothing to do with that. But it's like just the music that Beyonce makes resonates way more with me than the music that Taylor Swift makes. Okay. But so, but I had to do some, I did a little research and some digging because I kept seeing people, people was attacking my uncle Shannon, man. I don't like that shit. <laughs> and nah, but like people, People really be like downplaying Taylor Swift's career. So I just had to do this. And before I go, y'all need to know, disclaimer, I am 1000% not a Swifty. I am not a Swifty. And I don't even like 95% of her music. But she is 1000% an elite artist, bro. Listen to this. She has 10 albums, right? Two, two of her albums have gone diamond, bro. 10 million, over 10 million records sold. Two of them bitches went diamond. Four have over 7 million sold. Like, back to back to, like, she did that shit, like, back to back to back to back. Over 7 million copies sold of that album. Um, Yeah. She passed any artist, really, that we can think of in our generation. Anybody. Um, Shit, even at one point, I think, I think Drake might have even said Taylor Swift is the only artist that he would move for. He would move his release date for, bro. Like, come on. Also, she actually writes all of her music. Like, if you go, you go check the credits, because I had to check it, because I seen the claim, and I'm like, nah. 
She like, yeah, she might have other writers and contributors, but she is listed as the first writer on every fucking song that she has out and every album that she has out. So she's writing on her shit. Yeah, she's getting help, but she is the first writer listed. Bro, she sells out. She sells out worldwide tours without crazy marketing budgets. Almost everybody in the black community. We don't see Taylor Swift's marketing. But somehow she still sells out tours all over the fucking world, bro. Um, she has a fucking swarm of six, six to 15-year-old girls and their parents that will fight tooth and nail for her by any means, bro. Anything. You, you talk bad about Taylor Swift around the wrong group of fucking little white teenagers. Bro, they gonna stroll your ass. They gonna fuck you up. And that mom gonna smack the shit out of you. They don't play about Taylor Swift, bro. There's literally, <laughs> like, and there's another thing. There is, she doesn't curse, bro. There is not, I don't think you can find one curse word in her entire discography. So she's digestible by the toddlers to the fucking geriatric people. Everybody listens to her. Well, everybody can listen to her. Um... This is the biggest one for me, bro. Like, we have to respect this bitch. Bro, she has the work ethic to go back to the studio and re-record. She re-recorded her popular albums due to the fact that she didn't have the rights. Uh, she didn't have the rights to those albums, you know, with the whole Scooter Braun shit. If you, if you heard about that drama and fiasco, Scooter Braun was the owner of her album. So, yeah. Bro, but yeah, she went back and re-recorded the shits because she didn't have the rights and still got gold and platinum stats from those re-recorded albums, bro. That And it was like, it was on songs motherfuckers already know. Like, we, we, her fan base already knew these songs. She literally told her fans, hey, don't go listen to these versions anymore because I don't own them. Scooter Braun does. Listen to these versions. And... Those bitches really listen to the new versions. So much so that they she got diamond and gold. I'm not diamond. She got platinum and gold fucking stats and plaques from the new re-recorded shit. From the shit that came out years ago. She's her, bro. She's her for real. Listen, she also dropped a double platinum album this year. Had the highest grossing tour and tour film. Eclipsing all of her other competition. That includes Beyonce. Shit is crazy, but it happened. Just by her fucking... Just by her being Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, right? She has generated close to $40 million for the NFL franchise. Breaking jersey sale records and viewership records. Just because these little fucking girls... Want to see Taylor Swift for like three seconds after every fucking Travis Kelsey good play. Like, bro, she's she's her. Like, it's crazy. And her Swifties, you know, these bitches have grown up with Taylor. And <laughs> with her on music and off music and have remained loyal, super loyal. Might be the strongest cult fan base besides the Barb's. I think the barbs might be a little great, might be a little stronger because 
Them bitches don't give a fuck and they'll they'll fuck you up. <laughs> like, listen, man, you can fact check me with Google and all of that stuff. But when you do that, compare the numbers to your favorite artists. It's not going to be something that you like to see. I promise you, it's really not. But we also have to remember this. Over 75% of the country is white. Okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, what do we really expect? Like, I understand how, like, you know, people think their point of views is how everybody's point of views is. But that's really not the case, bro. Um... It just like it just doesn't really make sense to me. They're, over seventy five percent of America is white, so of course her numbers are going to be astronomical, right? And her main her audience is mainly people that look like her. I'm not saying she don't have black fans or Asian fans, Hispanic fans. She definitely could, and she definitely does. Probably, I'm sure of it. But we all know. Well, we might not all know, but if you do music or you have a little knowledge of music, you know that everybody in music knows and says that you have to 1,000% get white fans because white fans buy shit. That's it. They buy records, they buy tickets, and they show the fuck up, and they buy merch. It's just, it is what it is, bro. You can't really say nothing about it. And... White people usually always outnumber every other core audience. So, yeah. When when Shannon Sharp said she is the closest thing that we've seen to Michael Jackson, numbers-wise, he is 1,000% correct. You can't dispute it, bro. You can't dispute it. The only thing that I will say that is 1,000% the truth is... It can be a room full of celebrities, a room full of them, just like the Grammys. We, we've, we've seen this happen. We've just seen it happen. A room full of celebrities, and Beyonce is still the fucking celebrity in the room. So, yeah, it is what it is. We've, I don't know if y'all seen it, but I, I've seen it because, you know, I do my little investigative journalism and shit now for the pod so I can have my stuff that I'm talking about. Bro, it was motherfuckers lined up to take pictures with Beyonce. And they're all celebrities. But Beyonce is still that fucking celebrity to them. So, yeah. Numbers-wise, yes, it's Taylor Swift. Can't get around it. But when it comes to just, like, a polarizing figure in a good way, because, like, there are bad polarizing figures, Donald Trump. But polarizing figure, good way, that is 1,000%. The highest one that we've ever, the closest that we've seen is Beyonce to Michael Jackson. That's all I had to say about that one. But to all my black people and people of color and everything that y'all don't really fuck with Taylor Swift, just recognize her fucking talent, bro. She's good. She's good. She's good. She's good for her demographic and for her fan base. Period. Period. Excuse me. I'm scratching my neck. <laughs> um, but nextly, um, if you haven't heard, Universal Music Group um, and TikTok were in disputes. Uh, UMG took all their music off of TikTok. And um, they're basically saying 
that TikTok didn't want to give them artist-friendly deals, and TikTok is saying that, no, we tried to give y'all artist-friendly deals, but y'all wanted to be too greedy. Every other every other music group or entity that, uh, that owns music has agreed to these deals. Y'all just wanted to be greedy. Um, in my opinion, I think TikTok... TikTok is standing on business, and they, I feel like they're going to win this because, yes, UMG is, ha like, bro, UMG, they they house, like, Drake's music, Taylor Swift, fucking Billie Eilish, excuse me, Uzi, like, all the, all, almost every big artist that you can think of, they are on UMG. Uh, I could get y'all a list, but I don't really feel like doing that. But I just wanted to talk about this right here. It's just, like, bro, I think UMG is being completely just greedy, bro. Like, the craziest part is, it's like, they they took the music off of the app, right? But they tell artists to go get hot. But, how, like, you go get hot on TikTok. That's how shit happens. Like, think of artists like Money Long and Ice Spice. Bro, if Ice Spice was not on TikTok, she would not have a fucking career. Her whole career literally started on TikTok. TikTok. Remember? She started with Munch. I'm like, damn, that was like two summers ago, if you really think about it. Yes, Munch. She started from TikTok. Then it was the Princess Diana, the fucking... Bikini bottom track, like all of that shit. It she made her prominence and made her name on TikTok. To the point where it's like niggas only knew like when she first came out, niggas only knew the 15 seconds that went viral on TikTok. That's it. You like we literally you can go back and find videos of her performing that song and motherfuckers be turned up for that 15 seconds. But as soon as that shit goes off, that crowd turns into crickets. And then you got Money Long. Bro, she just had a song going crazy on TikTok with that what was it? Nobody knows me like you do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think UMG is definitely fucking their artists over and they're going to lose this Um, they're going to lose this negotiation thing because in my opinion, TikTok is a place where independent artists thrive, and that's how they get signed, and they wind up getting signed to these big labels, but they have it from TikTok. Like, all right, y'all take the Drakes, the Taylor Swifts, the Billie Eilishes. Y'all take all of their music off, right? But you still got motherfuckers like Jay Easy. Remember the song? Everything that lean is your bitch. When I bend her over, sipping over. Like, that's a hit. That was a hit. Came from TikTok. I think he's still independent. Even the Fly in the Fly in the Boss girls. They probably signed now, but they blew up on TikTok from being independent artists. Hello, Christ. I'm about to sin again. Like, bro, TikTok is gonna be fine. TikTok is gonna be fine. Remble! Remble! Like, bro, there are so many artists that have blown up from TikTok. Shit, even my girl Soul Child, she's blowing up right now, and it started from TikTok. Shout out you, Soul Child. I think she like in Germany or some shit right now. Shout out you. I don't know if you watch or listen, but shout out you. But yeah, like bro, it, I don't know TikTok. 
TikTok's gonna win this, in my opinion. I heard fucking <clears throat> excuse me. I heard uh Joe Button say that he think UMG is gonna win this and TikTok is gonna be struggling without uh all these major artists. Yeah, Joe is not in touch. He's not in touch there because TikTok literally was made for the independent artists for them to blow up and then they become big artists. But yeah, man. Nextly, um in some celebrity news, um Lotto and Ice Spice, they are now beefing. Um apparently Ice Spice thought Lotto was throwing shots at her for having Ice Spice's video play in the background of Lotto's music video. I think it was a snippet or something, but yeah. That's where that's where Ice Spice thought the beef started. So Ice Spice took it upon herself to go on Twitter spaces and to start talking shit about Lotto. And then <clears throat> Lotto pulled up to the Bronx <laughs> and shot a diss video towards or aimed at Ice Spice. Um, <laughs> that shit's funny. With all the rap girls beefing, I think Lotto, I, I like the way Lotto was moving the best. <laughs> like, she is not fucking around, bro. Like, she, I don't know, maybe it, it could have not been beef, but now I'm using my using my Jedi mind, right? I think her putting that fucking little video, that little snippet in the back of her video, that was her, like, it's like, I'm breadcrumbing, like, like, Baby, like, casting out the net, basically. Like, if this bitch want to beef, here you go. And, or casting out the beat. And then here go Ice Spice. She bit. Oh, why the fuck she got me in her little corny-ass video? Not even fucking 48 hours later, Lotto was in the Bronx shooting her fucking video, bro. <laughs> like, she was prepared for that shit. And I fuck with that because that's calculated. And... Personally, Lotto can wrap circles around Ice Spice. Ice Spice looks great. Lotto looks great. We not we not comparing looks though. We comparing that musical ability. And Lotto can fucking rap. She is gonna eat Ice Spice up, bro. Because <laughs> Ice Spice says shit like, "You think you the shit, bitch? You not even a fart." <laughs> Yo, that is actually like my favorite line in music right now. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I think that shit is hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> But yeah, nah. I'm here for the girls beefing. Just keep it wrapped though. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't, don't get crazy like the guys be doing. Start shooting at each other and shit. Just keep it wrapped. Um, also, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes Sr., he got a DWI over the weekend in Texas. Um, yeah, bro. You got to be better than that, Pat Mahomes Sr. Your son is about to be playing for the Super Bowl this Sunday. Relax, bro. <coughs> Excuse me. I know you be smoking on that Joe Burrow <laughs> and that Lamar J Jackson special blend, but you got to relax, bro. Just chill out, all right? Um, and also... Um, I don't know if Drake decided to do this or somehow, but there are nudes of Drake on the internet now. And no, before you ask me, I did not go looking for the shit. It was all over fucking Twitter. 
So, yeah. <laughs> I'm scrolling down my timeline. Yes. There you go. We I seen Drake's dick. What the fuck? That's something... That was not on my bingo card for 2024 that I would see Drake's dick. Did not want to see it. Like I said, it was all over Twitter. First of all, this is a whole blanket pause on this entire thing that I'm talking about right here. Blanket pause on the entire thing. But let's be real, okay? We've all watched porn. We know what a big dick look like. <laughs> Bro, Drake got a piece. Drake got a piece on him, bro. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm laughing at myself. But this real shit. Again, blanket pause. This is a whole pause for the entire thing that I'm talking about. But it's really like some niggas just be getting overly blessed. And it's really not fair. Like Drake is arguably the best rapper of our generation for sure, but arguably one of the best rappers ever. Hella talented. Nigga got a quarter, he got a net worth of a quarter billion dollars. All types of accolades and accomplishments. And this nigga got a big dick. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like. <laughs> If this nigga know how to like fucking like change breaks and shit, he might be the best nigga to ever live, bro. <laughs> like, he might be. And this might sound like some extreme glazing, but it's not, bro. I'm just being real about shit. But that's it. <laughs> that it was a whole pause over that whole fucking sex. It was a whole pause over that whole segment, bro. But yeah. <laughs> Nextly, um, <laughs> excuse me, y'all know I got two dogs, and my dogs are black dogs, so they can say nigga, obviously. I don't know, though, because one of my dogs, my dog Ice, I feel like Ice might be like an old white man. <laughs> And Storm, like, they're black dogs because they my dogs, right? But Storm, I think, like, she give me, like, Dominican energy. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I came up with this. These, uh, <laughs> what, what dog breeds can say nigga, okay? So these are the dogs breed, these are the dog breeds that can say nigga. Obviously, if, obviously, if they could speak. Pitbulls. That's a no-brainer. We all know pit bulls are hood niggas, bro. They hood niggas. And all the different, you know, all the different pit bulls and all that shit. You got your your hood booger niggas, your niggas that be in the street from the hood, and the niggas that's not in the street, and they just from, like, they grew up in the hood, but they not of the hood, if you know what I'm saying. Those is pit bulls. They can 1,000% say nigga. Rottweilers. Rottweilers, they can they can say nigga, but they won't say nigga because they the uppity niggas. These are these are type of black people that go to the brunch spot and leave because the music was too loud. You know what I'm saying? Um, then you got boxers. These are hood adjacent black people. They grew up in the hood, 
but they move to the suburbs in like sixth grade, but they still claim whatever hood they from. That's the boxers. Then you got Kane Corsos. Kane Corsos, they are like black gym rats. They like the, the big black niggas that be in the gym that be super swole. Those are, that's them. And then you got the Dobermans. So Dobermans, they not black people, but they like dark Hispanics. They got like the, the black looking grandma and shit on their side. So they get a pass. Not like, not a super pass, but it's just like, that's like a pick your battles type of thing. Like, all right, bro, whatever. And then you got Bulldogs. These are straight suburban niggas. Niggas that grew up in the suburbs all the way. Not since it's like their entire lives. That would be me. I'm kind of a suburb. I'm a I'm a suburban nigga, but I'm in the hood now. So I don't know. So yeah. I would be classified as a bulldog. Um, then you got the Frenchies. These are your super bougie ass niggas, bro. You know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah. The ones that they've <laughs> The ones that come to the fucking cookout suited and booted and dressed to the nines. The ones that pulling up in the best fucking car in the neighborhood. Yeah, those, you know, the uh, little Frenchies. And then you got <laughs> poodles. Now, poodles say nigga, and poodles are not black dogs. They're not. These are not black dogs. But poodles are the white women that... The coon niggas let say nigga. You feel what I'm saying? We all know them. We all know those white girls that that black dudes love and they let them do whatever. Those are the poodles. And then you got chihuahuas. Now again, chihuahuas are not black. These are your chola women though. You know the cholos and cholas? Those are fucking chihuahuas are cholas. They say what the fuck they want, and they dare somebody to check them. Nobody's going to check a chola chick. And it is what it is. So, yeah. As I said, those those are all the dog breeds that can say nigga. Pitbulls, Rottweilers, Boxers, Cane Corsos, Dobermans, Bulldogs, French Bulldogs, Poodles, and Chihuahuas. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> <sighs> this episode is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm fucking. I like this episode. Oh man, this might be might become one of my favorite ones. Uh, also, nextly, I've been thinking about this a lot, and it just like it's been on my mind because, like, listen, bro, the generation groups are completely wrong, bro. They're wrong as shit. They are. Like, listen, Generation X, I'm starting there. I'm not doing the baby boomers and all y'all other old people because, yeah, y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all old. Whatever. Fuck y'all. <laughs> not fuck you. Excuse me. Not fuck y'all, but you know what I mean. Generation X is from 1965 to 1980. Millennials are from 1981 to 1996. Generation Z is from 1997 to 2012. And then you got Generation Alpha. I'm guessing is what? What does that be? 20, ten, Generation Alpha is now until like, what is it, 15 years? So Generation 2013. 2013 to 2025 is Generation Alpha, I think. Or 2027, right. But 
All that shit is wrong, bro. It's all wrong. It needs to just go by decades. Because let's be real. All of us born in the 90s are similar. We all have similar mindsets and similar ideologies. And we came up with the same similar technology and all of that shit, right? I'm born in 94. And virtually, I have virtually everything in common with someone who was born in 1997. But I'm just a couple years older. I have absolutely nothing in common with somebody who was born in 1981. Nothing at all. We are completely two different people. That motherfucker was already a teenager by the time I was born. No one born in a particular decade has anything in common, really, with someone born in a decade before them. The pop culture, the style, the mindsets, pretty much everything is different. So, if you were born in the 60s, you are now known as the civil rights counterculture babies, okay? Yeah, the hippie movement, plethora of different protests, MLK, Malcolm X, Thurgood Marshall, all those people were prominent in your decade. All that stuff was prominent in your decade. Then you got the 70s. If you was born in the 70s, you are a gay liberation Watergate baby. You know, all the fucking fighting for equal rights for the LGBTQ community and the decriminalization of homo... Uh, homosexuality. All that happened in the 70s. And then you got Watergate, you know, the scandal that was made public after five burglars arrested at the Watergate office apartment complex uh, in June 1972, what led to the resignation of Richard Nixon, right? So now you got the 80s. The 80s, y'all are the pop culture babies. Um, Y'all really got a lot of the classic shit. I'm not gonna lie. The 80s, the 80s is 80s is kind of where it's at. Y'all had Michael Jackson, Madonna, Whitney Houston, Bon Jovi, Journey, Bruce Springsteen, The Cosby Show, Roseanne, Cheers, A Different World, Full House, Saved by the Bell, Family Matters, Seinfeld. All of that shit, like a lot of the classic shit that we all still kind of fuck with came from the 80s, bro. Pop culture babies. The 90s, myself, and anybody else born in the decade. We are internet babies. We were the first kids to grow up with the internet and personal computers in our house. Like, that's just, it is what it is, bro. Niggas before us had no idea what the fuck they was doing. We grew up with that shit, bro. By the time I was six, no, I'm sorry. By, by the time I was like eight years old, this is second, third grade, fucking almost everybody had computers in a crib. We grew up with that shit. We are the internet babies. And then you got the 2000s. The 2000s, y'all are the social media babies. There we go. Yeah, the 2000s, y'all are the social media babies. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Y'all grew up with them being necessities. And y'all really don't know a world before social media. Then you got the 2010 babies. These are the Trump babies. Overt racism came back in this decade so bad. The racism and the overt racism was so bad that a fucking Black Lives Matter movement was started during this decade, bro. Yeah, y'all the Trump babies, sorry. And then you got the uh, 2020 babies. 
You got the AI babies, artificial artificial intelligence babies. Uh, the world is being recreated for them artificially or in an augmented augmented reality. That's gonna be that's my kid. My kid's gonna be born this year in 2024. But yeah, bro, that's it. We gotta stop. Get rid of all that other shit. Get rid of Gen X, Millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, and all that other shit. No, like what I just said. You got your. <clears throat> you got your civil rights counterculture babies, your gay liber gay liberation Watergate babies, pop culture babies, internet babies, social media babies, Trump babies, and artificial intelligent babies. All right, we go by decades, bro. That's it. We're we are way more of the same people in the decade. A generation going fifteen years is crazy. It don't make any sense. We're nothing like the like the millennials. The millennials that were born in the nineties are nothing like millennials born in the eighties, bro. We're nothing alike. Nothing. <laughs> um. Nextly, also I had to talk about this because there was a lot of like you know a couple people have talked about it because it happened. It happened um sometime last week. I don't remember. But bro, white America. They they take everything, dog. They take everything. Like just a couple weeks ago, White America took the swag surf. They they tried to credit Taylor Swift for the swag surf. That is a black Negro spiritual, bro. Swag surf is something that black people have been doing since it came out. Even all black people do the swag surf. Because all you gotta do, you grab onto that shoulder and you just you you know. But the fact that y'all fucking tried to say Taylor Swift is the culprit of that and fucking K Taylor Swift in Kansas City, you niggas are crazy. White America is fucking tripping. And then y'all went even further by trying to tr credit Travis Kelsey with the fucking fade, bro. Are we serious right now? Y'all gonna try to give Travis Kelsey the... Uh, the... Y'all gonna try to give Travis Kelsey the title of the fade, or he's the owner of the fade. He's the reason why the fade is a thing now. You oh, New York Times said all this dumb shit. You people going to the barbershop asking for the Travis Kelsey? No, the fuck they not, bro. If you're telling me, first of all, this is the New York Times. New York, y'all should know what a fucking fade is. What the fuck? That makes no sense. Bro, this is almost... I don't know what is worse. I don't know which is worse. Them trying to say Travis Kelsey is the owner of the, the fade haircut or whatever. You know, the Travis Kelsey cut. Or back when fucking Kim Kardashian got braids and they tried to fucking credit Kim Kardashian as... Bo oh, the boxer braids with Kim Kardashian. Y'all remember that shit? I don't know which one is worse. I really don't know which one is worse. And the fact that this is happening and it, this is still happening in 2024 is fucking wild as hell. Like, that shit is crazy. I, like, I really hope that I, you know what? Now I got to go listen and, and find out. I really hope that Travis Kelsey fucking addressed that on his podcast with him and Jason. Like, no, I'm, why are y'all crediting me for the fade? The fade has been around since the fucking 80s, 
Like, probably the 70s, bro. Probably longer than that. I, myself, I, I, wear, I wear a lock fade. I've been getting a fade since fucking second grade, bro. Seven years old. I'm 29. I've been getting a fade for 22 years of my life. For y'all to fucking credit the fade haircut to Travis Kelsey, that is fucking ridiculous. And the fact that this is happening in 2024 is absolutely, it's sad as shit, bro. It's sad. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But, um, yeah. Those are all my topics today. Oh, wait. Not all my topics. I got to get in since it's Wednesday. I got to get into the top of the week. The top and the bottom of the week. I'm sorry. Um, the top of the week. I am giving it to Killer Mike, bro. Killer Mike, man. That nigga 48 years old just swept the Grammys. He just showed every, every aspiring rapper, artist, whatever. Bro, it's never over. It's never over. Keep following, keep pushing, and keep thriving for your fucking dream, bro, because it will happen as long as you put that work in. Fuck the fuck, fuck the police, whatever department it was that tried to detain him and arrest him. You are still top of the week, Killer Mike, bro. You are an inspiration to everybody in hip-hop. True hip-hop, bro. I don't care what nobody says. When none of these young niggas is talking about who is Killer Mike, I know who the fuck you are, and real hip-hop heads know who the fuck you are, and you deserve that album, bro. You, I mean, you deserve those Grammys, bro. You are top of the week. And the bottom of the week goes to UMG, Uni uh, Universal Music Group, bro. Niggas, just stop being greedy. Stop being greedy. Put the music back on TikTok so your artists can thrive, and they can grow, and they can get more fan base, uh, more fans and shit. Like, that's that's just stupid. That is, I don't know. UMG, you are the bottom of the week. Um, also, too, let me get into my fan, que my fan questions real quick. We got two this week. Not this week. Said this last time. We got two for this episode. So, whenever you see me post pod time, what's on your mind slash questions, Type in that little box whatever you want to type, and I will talk about it or answer it at uh, near the end of the pod, okay? So, for this week, I got two. I said it again. For this episode, I got two. My first one is from Damien. Damien says, who is your favorite rapper or rappers? Um, My favorite rap, well, my first favorite rapper is Young Thug. Like currently, that is that's my first favorite rapper. Um, I'll just give you like a three, okay? So my favorite rappers right now are Young Thug, Larry June, and he is Melody. Myself. <laughs> that last one was kind of narcissistic, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, but yeah. He is uh Young Thug and Larry June. Those are my fucking guys. Um, Wiz Khalifa was one of my favorite rappers at a time. I would still probably put him in there. Shit, I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but it is what it is. Tyga, Tyga was one of my favorite rappers at a time. Fucking, 
My very first favorite rapper was LL Cool J because my dad gave me this all, it was his all world CD. And basically it was like a greatest hits CD from LL Cool J. Bro, I know that fucking tape from front to back. LL Cool J, that was one of my first favorite rappers. And uh, yeah, so those are all my favorite rappers. But Jay-Z is my GOAT. Just because I put Jay-Z as a go- as my GOAT doesn't mean that I think he's one of my favorite rappers. Do I love Jay-Z? Yes. But I also, I got to be real here. I grew up more in the Lil Wayne era. So I, l- I like Lil Wayne a little bit more than Jay-Z, but I respect Jay-Z as the rap GOAT. Also, Drake is my guy, too. I fuck with a lot of Drake's music. Not going to say that I don't. Fuck with the baby. But yeah, I answered your favorite rapper's question. And then Brian Lauder. Also, I I didn't know how to um, pronounce your last name, Damien. So I just said Damien. I hope you don't feel a way about that. But Brian Lauder, he says, fuck, Mary kill, Nicki Minaj, Meg Thee Stallion, and Cardi B. Whew. Okay. (laughs) Um... Excuse me. For me, okay, for me, I think I want to fuck Cardi B because, I don't know, Cardi B just give me, like, she fucks, she fucks back hard vibes. Like, Cardi B gives me, like, she, she know how to fuck. Like, she give me those vibes. Um... Marry or kill Nicki Minaj and Meg Thee Stallion. Damn. Fuck it. For me, I'm marrying Meg Thee Stallion because it's Meg. Like, bro, Meg is she younger? Nicki Minaj like forty one. Meg, Meg like twenty six ish. I think. Got I got a longer life with Meg, bro. I got a longer life with Meg. So, unfortunately, I would kill Nicki Minaj. Barb's leave me alone. Y'all, y'all haven't messed with me uh, since all the other stuff that I said. So I don't think y'all would say mess with me because I said that. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking Cardi B. I'm marrying Meg and I'm killing Nikki. It is what it is, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm gonna shut up though. Those are all my topics and uh, fan questions and everything for the for today. Um. The song of the day is Ronda Rousey by me. He is Melody, of course. Make sure you like, follow, comment, share, subscribe, retweet, repost, tell a friend, tell your Uber driver, tell your bus driver, tell tell your cousin, tell your uncle, tell whoever, and do all of that other stuff for this podcast so this podcast can grow. I want you to make it a great day or not. The choice is yours, little bitch. You can bring me a little bit closer. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. Look. Look. Look, 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 young nigga used to be ashy Now the same young nigga flashy Niggas with doubt, now they dat me <laughs> Trying to be part of the family I like my hoes freaky and classy And she like her fancy and sassy Keep all that fuck shit from around me 
kick a bitch out on the Rousey. Ayy, young nigga used to be ashy. Now the same young nigga flashy. Niggas with doubt, now they dab me. <laughs> Tryna be part of the family. I like my hoes freaky and classy. And she like hers fancy and sassy. Keep all that fuck shit from around me. Kick a bitch out on the Rousey. Ayy, I love when the booty is bouncy. <laughs> Bust like two nuts and I'm drowsy. <laughs> Hit your bitch just cause I wanna. <laughs> I got the drip like a sauna. My favorite thing is marijuana. Your man's is a bitch like Tawana. <laughs> we get it popping like acne. Bagging these bitches like acne. <laughs> Niggas talk shit but won't act me. But they know I'm the shit, gon' ask them. My bitch roll up the pip, then she pass it. My whole team full of stars, we the Jackson. Treat my ops like some kids, we just smash them. Got my vans on this miss with high fashion. And I love all my women with balance. She love Bottle and Megan and Stack. Look, big bro, the niggas that's older than me And we help me focus to get my degree I had to bet on myself, I invest in my dreams I'm not worried about shit, I got God on my team Keep me a leader like Edge, yeah I'm wide awake, sleep when I'm dead <laughs> Lean like two queens in my bed Pete the fifth, I don't speak to the feds Look, young nigga used to be ashy Now the same young nigga flashy Niggas with doubt, now they dab me <laughs> Trying to be part of the family I like my hoes freaky and classy And she like hers fancy and sassy Keep all that fuck shit from around me Kick a bitch out Ronda Rousey, ayy Young nigga used to be ashy Now the same young nigga flashy Niggas with doubt, now they dab me <laughs> Tryna be part of the family I like my hoes freaky and classy And she like hers fancy and sassy Keep all that fuck shit from around me Kick a bitch out Ronda Rousey, ayy hey, Come around, air shit in the tubes All these bitches always wanna in the mood So I gotta come through, then I give her D, give her D, uh I be in the tubes They talk about it, they was living up Everything I want, I ain't give a fuck Back then, nigga ain't give a damn Pockets all flat, now I got it, I don't give a fuck, yeah No lies, yeah, the truth is talking Killed the pussy, need a coochie coughing That nigga gave a dirty dick when he left her coochie coughing I'm back in it, rapping it Got racks, I'm gon' spin it Remember days I ain't have no bread Just a mega sandwich was the whole mission for the cheese, I murder dog. <laughs> that ain't never get me for the dog. Had to learn a quick lesson. Only time beef going with the bread when you're trying to make a burger dog. So I had to flip up, get changed, get right, live life. That's right, rolling with the drip dog. Made the money, just flip dog. Turn my dreams into life. life. Uh, young nigga used to be ashy. Wrong. Now the same young nigga flashy. Niggas with doubt, now they dab me. <laughs> trying to be part of the family. I like my hoes freaky and classy. And she like hers fancy and sassy. Keep all that fuck shit from around me. Kick a bitch out Ronda Rousey. Ayy, young nigga used to be ashy. Now the same young nigga flashy. Niggas with doubt, now they dab me. <laughs> Trying to be part of the family. I like my hoes freaky and classy. And she like hers fancy and sassy. Keep all that fuck shit from around me. Kick a bitch out Ronda Rousey. Ayy.